time, I heard you, and on the day of salvation, I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you will have no recompense from your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you may not appear to be fasting except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. So a few weeks ago, uh, a student asked me if I had seen the television program, The Bachelor. And she was asking more specifically because of a storyline that's a part of the show this season. But my response kind of filled in the blanks to that question and any other follow-ups that she might have had. Have I ever seen it? Yes, once. A few years ago as a punishment for a bet that I lost. So I know this is shocking that... This program really isn't my thing. Uh, A reality show where a man is introduced to a number of women who are presented as possible romantic interests 
all leading to the season finale of them getting married. There's a whole list of things I can rattle off that bother me about the show. As well as, to be fair, its companion show, The Bachelorette, which flips the, the roles and has the woman introduced to a bunch of guys with the same premise. When I looked this up on Wikipedia, which of course is the, tells you everything about everything, um, I couldn't believe that in the, the United States that this show has been on since 2002 and has had 23 seasons, like wow. Uh, so I realize I'm probably gonna sound like a grumpy old man if I'm overly critical here. And I'm not gonna make fun of it, especially for those fans out there. And I know that there's a lot of them because half of them left our Mardi Gras party last night to watch the end of it last night. So anyway. <laughs> But I do want to share one thing that really upset me the one time that I did watch the show. I don't remember what seasons it was or, or the names of the people, but it was seeing this, this young woman who was not only crushed by being rejected or elimination as she was unable to convince The Bachelor to give her a rose and to let her stay another week on the show and to be considered a finalist for marriage, Okay, there's a lot of things right there that's wrong with that sentence, but I'm going to stay focused. Um, the thing that was almost soul-crushing was hearing this young woman in tears, sobbing, as she explained that she was trying so hard to make the bachelor happy, trying desperately to get him to pick her as she said these words, what do I have to do to make you love me? And I hadn't really thought about any of this until I was asked about the show a few weeks ago. And, and when I did, I realized that something's changed for me over the years since I first saw this episode. At the time, I remember going off on a rant about how messed up this program was and that this is another sign of the end of the world. But anyway, <laughs> uh, on further thought, it kind of hit me that shows like this aren't so much about entertainment. The reason a show like this stays on the air for year after year after year and season after season after season is in part because people can relate to the characters. And sure, it, it tries to appeal to some messed up desires that we might have to, where people imagine themselves in the fantasy aspects of that show where people are throwing themselves at you. But more likely, the reality of the reality show, the thing that hits closer to home for people is the rejection, the search and desire for love and to be loved, the lengths that sometimes people will go through to make that happen. And some of the painful stories and examples of being rejected are, are probably things that many more of us can relate to and are much more common than the warped fantasy. What do I have to do to make you love me? What does any of this have to do with Ash Wednesday? Well, it's an obvious thing that people in a lot greater numbers come out to mass and think about their Catholic faith today more than maybe rest of the year, maybe for a while. And sometimes people come today recognizing that things in their life aren't where they want them to be. Maybe there's a relationship that's been strained. Maybe they're feeling tension or anger and it's not even necessarily directed at anyone in particular, maybe it's even just directed at themselves. People feel more almost at ease slipping in today than at other times with the, the ashes and the fact that we're all acknowledging our sinfulness and our brokenness. It's something that seems like more universal to people. 
But something that's been hitting me in recent years, especially serving at Montclair State now for almost 12, especially on a day like this, is how many people come in here thinking this is one of the few times that they're welcome. That they've been telling themselves that God's angry at me. Or I don't even deserve to ask him for anything because of, and they have a whole list of things that they beat themselves up over. Or worse, God doesn't even know me. Or even worse still, there's no way God could love me. If there's only one thing you ever remember during your entire time at MSU, and if there's only one thing you ever remember from any or every mass that you've ever attended, let it be this. And that's Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ loves you right here, right now, faults, failures, sins and all. Jesus loves you despite what you've done or haven't done. Jesus loves you despite the lies that others have told you or that you've told yourself. And unlike this twisted world that we live in, where people have been treated and taught to believe that, that love is a competition or it's something that's limited to something that only a few people can win, that people can be eliminated in the name of love, that's not love. And that's not how Jesus views love. And that's not how Jesus views you. Jesus loves you right here and right now. And that's why these dirty ashen crosses that we trace on our heads are meaningful. As we come forward, we're acknowledging that restlessness, that search in our hearts to be loved. And as that cross is traced on our heads and we're marked with that sign that says for all eternity, that true love does exist. And that love is yours and mine. And you and I didn't have to do anything for it. Jesus loves you right here and now. He loves you for you. And if we can let that sink in, then the words we hear as we're, we're given the ashes become all the more powerful. They're an invitation to a different way of life. We hear repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus is inviting us to, to turn away from all those warped misconceptions of love, to turn away from all the things that we've used to substitute for love, to turn away from the sins and the temptations that have become obstacles and things that I just beat myself up for over and over again and again. And that's why we put this image on, on the cover of your booklets today. It's a copy of the new painting that we had commissioned for our chapel at the Newman Center called Christ the True Friend. Because now more than ever, I think we have to focus on, on how Jesus meets us and loves us right where we are. And very gently and patiently and compassionately, how he wants to help us to walk in a new direction that will bring us to fullness of life. And not just when we die, but right here and right now. All of us from, from Newman Catholic are just happy that you're here today and we'd hope that we can be there to assist you tomorrow and every day thereafter. Whether it's through a small group or the Bible studies or community service or countless other things that we have going on every day. There are opportunities and there are people here to help you to hear that invitation to change and to reach out to that hand of Jesus that he's extending to us. 
if that's particularly something that's resonating in your heart right now. In addition, if there's something that's been burdening your soul and you want to relieve it in, in confession, confessions are available the rest of the afternoon until 8 o'clock. So we're here for that as well. But however we can help, remember that one take-home message of God's love for you. If that's all you remember from today, well, that's a pretty good start. <laughs>